Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Amankor and each week we will bring you an important message as we explore how to detox toxic relationships. The aim of this podcast is for you to unlock your own inner knowing, your own inner greatness, so you can know how to heal from the impact of a toxic relationship so you can get your life back on track and live your best life. After all, we are all worthy of loving our life. Today I want to talk to you about something that is absolutely vital for you to understand so that you can start on your healing journey. We're going to be looking at reactive abuse. You must have noticed that there's sometimes you just lose yourself. You don't feel like yourself anymore. You feel like you overreact. You might call yourself sensitive. You might call yourself or other people might call yourself you sensitive or you're overreacting or you just need to get on with it. But the thing is, with reactive abuse, the narcissist usually pushes you to a breaking point and you must have noticed that by now, right? Of course, they are. Because they're trying to get you to react badly or poorly in front of other people. Now, the key way I think you will be able to understand this is imagine somebody is trying to blackmail you. First, they have to befriend you um, and that's the love bombing phase. They have to make out you're the best thing ever, get you to trust them. Then they have to, once you trust them, they have to get you to a point where you do something that you wouldn't normally do. They almost encourage you to do something that they can then have witness to or get other people to witness so that they can use that against you at a later stage over and over again. And this way they can control you and make out that you are the problem, basically. So What we're going to do is just break it down a bit further so you really understand this concept and allow this concept to actually sink in. You you know that usually what happens with a narcissist is that they are pushing you, pushing you um, very much like a bully in the playground where they are hitting and taunting a young child for many, many months maybe or for over a long period of time. And then eventually, once you, basically, the person has had enough, they can't take it anymore, they react. And usually, there's the teachers there, everybody's there watching, and they just lose themselves, and they react, and they hit someone. The the person back, they hit the bully back. So what the difference here is, the narcissist will basically taunt and do put jabs in when either no one's looking or when, you know, the teachers aren't looking. They're much more aware, you know, if we're looking at it from a playground perspective. Because you've got to remember, the narcissist isn't mature. They haven't fully developed. So actually, a playground scene is quite appropriate, really, to sort of get to grips with the kind of level that the narcissist is at. The narcissist is taunting um, as if they are a child in the playground. 
and they're taunting and bullying and and doing things to that person over and over again over a period of time saying things that are hurtful and eventually the child breaks and hits back but because the person that's being abused the child that's being abused is taking it all in and they're not they're not actually doing they're not reacting they're not actually abusing the person or initiating the abuse. So they're not aware of where the teachers are. They're not being sneaky about it. They're actually reacting to the abuse that has been put to them. So what happens? Usually the teachers get there. They not only get the, they see the, the person that's being abused hit back and then they, that person gets told off as well. That's the injustice. They didn't start it. They were trying probably to end things peacefully over and over again. Just like you have probably tried lots of different techniques to try and talk to, try and get other people to talk. You've tried so many different tactics, so many ways beforehand, but you've been pushed to breaking point. The reason why this happens is because trauma builds up. Trauma basically reacts in a number of different ways, which is flight, running away, fight, which is fighting back, you know, hence why there'll be times where you will want to fight back. There'll be times where you just want to get away. Fawn, which is basically like, you know, a deer in some headlights and freeze you just can't do anything yeah so those are the trauma reactions and we're not really responsible for our own actions it's the trauma of the ongoing abuse that is being triggered so that you react the thing is the narcissist knows that it's It's only going to be so much that you can take before you do react because you're a human being. You're a person. You're not a robot. You have feelings. You are, no matter how strong you are, going to have to react to someone constantly abusing you. It makes sense. And they're pushing, pushing and pushing you to the point where you are being targeted and you have no choice but to defend yourself because you've probably tried all the other techniques already like freeze, fawn, flight, everything and then now you have no choice but to fight because you have to defend yourself. This is this is your brain taking over, the trauma taking over to try and basically keep yourself safe. So you will have to defend yourself. So see reactive abuse not as some something that makes you the narcissist, but actually you defending yourself where, okay, yes, you do feel out of control. You have done something that you wouldn't normally do, but it is your trauma that's being triggered that is ask, trying to just get this abuse to stop. That's the situation. That's really the situation. It's not you that is instigating it. It is you reacting to abuse. Reactive abuse could be seen as reacting to abuse. So that's the situation that's really going on. And when you're in trauma, 
the logical part of the brain has very little activity. They've done scans and they can see that actually that part of the brain, the logical part that has control over how you react, has low activity. So it's not your fault. You literally can't control yourself because you have trauma. You can't think logically and you can't stay in control. So anger might come. You know, you might actually lose it. You might say or do things that you normally would never, ever do. It's so out of character. And usually we see an element of reactive abuse in the way you react after you've been in trauma for a period of time. So, for instance, you will talk about the person, you know, in a negative way over and over again. And that's not really you in your character. You're probably a positive person. You're probably someone that sees the best in people. But yet now all you're doing is talking about the narcissist in a negative way because they've actually given, you've got trauma and you're ruminating and thinking about and talking about and almost doing tit for tat kind of behavior because you're trying to defend yourself. Remember, the narcissist is going to push you and you want to defend, you want to explain yourself all the time to everybody so that they can understand what's really happened and not the narcissist viewpoint. But you you will have to understand that this is just part of trauma. You haven't lost yourself. You just have trauma. This is another way of understanding that you have trauma. If you didn't actually react differently, you wouldn't actually know that you had trauma. These are signs that you have trauma. So reactive abuse is just another sign that you have trauma. And you might start believing there's something wrong with you. You know, you might stop trusting yourself and doubting yourself secretly because you're seeing yourself behave and being in a way that you don't really recognize. It's not really part of your identity And you might start to hold a secret belief that there's something wrong with you and that actually there's no real point in actually investing in yourself because no one can really help you. You start identifying with yourself as the person that has trauma and those kind of experiences where you're not motivated anymore like you used to be. You're not someone that really truly believes and trusts in yourself like you used to. You actually think that you're flawed in some way and and maybe you can't actually make the change. Now, this reactive abuse, the other thing that I really want you to know is that there's always an audience that is looking at you and wondering why you're behaving in this way and you're sensing that to some degree as well. And a lot of the times you might be trying to hide all these things from other people. But even you're hiding this and you're isolating yourself, people will start to notice there's a difference in you. They won't understand what you're going through or what you have. They don't understand trauma. They just see that you're reacting in a way that is out of character. And you're reacting in a way that is out of character is because of the abuse that you've had to go through in the first place. But you can heal it. So the thing here is just to acknowledge that the narcissist does abuse usually behind closed doors because 
they're trying to keep up with the illusion of who they want everybody else to think they are. They're very, you know, they're looking at what other people think all the time. They're not looking at, you know, just being authentically them and just telling people how you are. They're looking to get you to look bad so that you they can they can then hold something over you so that they can either control you to stay in the relationship with you because you will feel so bad about yourself that you will won't want other people to know how you've reacted because you'll have some shame and guilt over how you've reacted and it might be that you stay in the relationship longer than you normally would because you don't want other people to know and they kind of hold that over you and you have this underlying feeling that you just don't know whether you can fully trust this person not to come out and say it because to other people because they're kind of telling you all the time oh you're not good enough what would people think of you if they knew how you reacted almost as if they're the victim now this is the thing narcissists know that being the victim is amazing because that way they can control you even more so not only do they blackmail you in a way using reactive abuse right you've act, you've uh, reacted because of the way that they've abused you they kind of ignore every bit of abuse that they've put forward to you and just isolate and focus on your behavior that one time or those two times and yes all they come say is yeah you're insane angry emotional but they don't actually state what led up to that they take everything out of context this is a tactic that narcissists use they always don't see the full picture on purpose they focus in and hone in the part that they want to hone in on because they want you to focus on um, what it is that is wrong about you so that they can then focus on that rather than you focusing on their flaws. And that way they can use that in front of other people and say, hey, that person's terrible. See how she reacted and look how amazing I am and what I've been doing. And they take it all out of context. The other thing they do is they completely gaslight, right? They will do something that is so super obviously crazy that actually you end up doubting yourself that is even, you know, yourself. So let me give you an example. Say if um, you get a quote from one person um, to fix something, I don't know, the garden, there's a small amount of weeding needing doing. You can see that with your own eyes and it'll probably cost about an hour's work. Maybe, you know, the gardener's just charging you $15 or £15 or wherever you're from, you know, it's 15 And someone else comes along, a gardener comes along and says, no, that is a specific type of weed and it's terrible and it's going to cost 1000 Because it's so extreme, and so out of reality, it's so, you know, unbelievable, you actually have to stand there and wonder, am I the crazy person? Can I not see that this is just normal weeds? 
you start to question what you actually can see yourself. That is a sign of a narcissistic trait, whether they're just blowing it completely out of proportion because and because they want to create this illusion that there is something is so bizarrely crazy that you actually start gaslighting yourself and wondering, am I crazy? Can I not see the truth? That's pretty much what they're doing with reactive abuse. They're pretty much honing in on one or two incidences or a few things that you're doing and blowing it out of proportion so it seems a lot bigger than it actually is. And then the focus goes completely on the ridiculousness of how you're being portrayed rather than the full picture. I hope that example kind of tells you how crazy and nuts it is, how they twist the factual evidence of what's actually going on. And it's so baffling because it's so unreasonable that no one will actually say anything because it's so out of character or so crazy. And that's what they pretty much do. They go all hog and they just um, do that. So the thing with reactive abuse is, unfortunately, they just keep going. And this is the biggest power that the narcissist has over you, is that if you, if they stop gaslighting you or, um, you know, and you end the relationship, you always doubt yourself even after the relationship because of, the um, reactive abuse you'll start thinking am I the narcissist am I the one that's bad and because you've changed because of the trauma you see you're reacting slightly differently than you normally would well not slightly differently there's a lot that changes because of the trauma and because of the abuse they've put you through you'll start thinking am I the narcissist And unfortunately, that is the most powerful way the narcissist will keep abusing you because you will actually not seek help. You're not actually get the help that you need to actually heal the trauma um, wound because you'll actually start thinking, oh my gosh, there is actually something wrong with me. And it takes you further and further away from your unique, authentic self so that you can move forward with your life rather than stay in that abuse for the rest of your life. Remember, when you've been in a toxic relationship, almost see it as, you know, each of us have got a vibration, a frequency and an energy. You could say that every single person has a certain vibe, right? We go and meet people that have a certain vibe. We go to certain places, we go to certain clubs or we go to certain shops or whatever it is. Everything has a vibe. Even when we're going to work, we walk in, we get a vibe from people that are there and it can either uplift us or it can bring us down. There is no way around that. The thing is, narcissists have a certain vibe and they're telling us or portraying to be a certain vibe when we first meet them. They're uplifting. Remember, they have to, it's a bit like blackmail. They have to get us to trust them. Um, They're our best friend and everything's great in the love bombing phase. And then as soon as they've got something on us, they just bring you down, 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 down. They're constantly criticizing and bringing your vibe down constantly. Doing things that are so 
awful where they're betraying your trust constantly over and over again and hurting you over and over again, emotionally bringing your emotions down, the vibration of how you feel, your vibe goes lower and lower and lower. And because of that, you actually have an, um, less of an emotional connection to who you truly are. The thing here is we just have to get our self back, our vibe back to how we used to be. And actually, to be honest, at even a better version of yourself rather than this experience of being with a narcissist actually bring you down and actually doubt yourself in the way that you are and lose yourself and react in ways that are trauma-based. I don't want you to identify you with being your trauma. You know, sometimes what, what happens with reactive abuse is you start to doubt who you are to the point that you think that you are the trauma, that you, the way you're reacting and the way you're behaving is you as in the trauma. It's not you, it's the trauma that is reacting. It's, it's actually a part of you where the trauma takes over and it's taking over to protect you because it feels that you're in an unsafe environment. You're, uh, you ha you're not safe anymore. And once you feel completely unsafe, the trauma takes over and switches over and then you react in ways where you have fight, flight, freeze, fawn, you know, as reactions to the trauma. And here you can notice that there is more fear in your life because there is more trauma in your life. Um, and because of that, it's a constant battle for you to, you know, literally be who you truly want to be and act in the way that you want to act. Now, the thing is, a narcissist um, will want, you know, we're all narcissists to some degree, right? We all have a sense of self. This is normal. But we're talking about extremes here in behavior where there is no or little empathy for others. If you are feeling guilty about the reactive abuse or you're looking at the way you're reacting and wanting to heal yourself um, rather than, you know, just react to other people and make them feel bad just so that you can feel better. You know, if you have empathy and you're actually reflecting on your own behaviors, that means you're not the narcissist. You know, yes, you have reacted in ways that might be similar to the narcissist that sometimes you might have shouted, you might have got rageful, you might at times feel bitter rather than the type of person that you truly are. But these are all reactions to abuse. That's not really who you are. They've just taken you down to a level where you're reacting through your trauma and your trauma is like taking over your body in a way. You know, it's, it's actually, you know, Eckhart Tolle talks about the pain body. It's pretty much the trauma. And depending on how much trauma you've had in your life will depend on how much control you have over yourself when there's stressful scenarios and whether the trauma takes over quicker rather than you having more control and choosing how you want to react. The thing here is once you start to actually process and heal the trauma, you'll get more control over yourself, over your brain, over how you choose to react and how you choose to live your life moving forward. So you feel like yourself again. You know, you feel like you are who you want to be. 
the thing here is your our focus changes so much from what we used to focus on which were our dreams of what we aspire to achieve in life and now all you're doing is focusing on this narcissist and we can become quite obsessive in thinking about and defending ourselves against the narcissist because of what they have set up they have set up for you to defend yourself explain yourself over and over again and the more you think about this the more that we attract more of that into our life. So if you look at thoughts become things, if you look at we are energy, everything is energy, then our energy vibration um, is key. So it's about getting ourselves to the vibration or the vibe that you want to be, you know, becoming the person that you want to be. And if you're thinking it's impossible to heal, or that, you know, it's scientifically impossible to heal. There's no question you can heal. You know, if, you, if your, if your um, trauma, you know, your brain has changed, it's that there's neuroplasticity in the brain. So your brain can shift again. It's just that at the moment, you might be feeling that you don't want to heal or you don't feel you deserve to heal you know, because you feel like you have to suffer or be punished in some some way subconsciously. Maybe you're sabotaging yourself um, or you don't think you're worthy of being healed, you know. But there are ways where you can heal so that you don't have to live in this pain. This whole experience is really in essence of, that happened to you so that you could evolve, so that you could know what you want instead of this relationship you know maybe you watched the red flags and you thought you could live with it and you ignored it now you don't you know you don't want this type of relationship anymore it's too painful you don't want to ignore it you can't deal with it it's just way too painful you want to feel better but the problem now is you don't know how because of the trauma you don't know how to get back to your old vibration frequency and really feel like yourself again because this narcissist has left you at a different vibration, you know, a different frequency. They have left you with this trauma that gets reacted and activated every time you feel stressed out or, you know, there might be even situations with friendships that it gets activated in where you feel like you're paranoid or you're a little bit crazy or you know you feel like you've lost your confidence to be able to do the things that you used to do all the time before um, but now that you have a sense of doubt in you so our feelings are basically an indicator of what kind of thoughts we're thinking and how far we are in relation to our own higher self in our thinking right the part of us that actually knows we're okay that knows our potential there is an amazing inner potential within you you can do anything you want to it's basically all there within yourself right your own inner knowing knows that you have so much more to give but unfortunately, the trauma is the only thing that stops you from actually fulfilling your dreams. You know, the whole thing of being in this relationship with the narcissist is that they are literally pulling you apart from your true authentic self, your true 
higher self, the one that knows that you have potential, that had dreams, and your inner knowing knows what you want and is there waiting for you. There's times where even when you doubt, there's a part of you that keeps pulling you to saying, I want more, I want to feel better, I want to do more. And you want to or just need to align with this vibration, this frequency, this energy to start bringing positive things into manifestations. But how can you do that when you get dragged down by this trauma over and over again, being triggered by it? The only way you can do it is actually heal it. And then you can move on and actually live your life. I mean, it's, you know, just get that connection back that you feel you've lost, get your purpose back, your mission back. It's literally calling you probably on a daily basis at times. Yes, you might be out of alignment, out of sync of that, of who you really are. But you have to listen to yourself. You've been listening to this narcissist, but the truth is within you, you have to start listening to yourself, not your trauma, not those negative beliefs, but that part of you that is saying you can do this. You can actually heal this. Usually when we've been in toxic relationships, you might, usually if there's a red flag, it's like slight, it's an emotional like disease, if you like. Then once it becomes chronically your emotions, you start ignoring your emotions on a chronic basis, you become numb, you start reacting abusively, or there's some reactive abuse where you go into fight, fight, freeze form mode. You then start to feel physical sensations where you start to feel anxiety or trauma. And then those physical sensations can become even more discomfortable, like panic attacks or other things, you know, or this includes physical illnesses as well. So in time, the longer you compromising yourself from who you really are, you're actually making it more obvious to yourself that you're not being who you really are. And that's why these sensations become more and more obvious. It becomes more obvious. Maybe you look at it as a sign that's negative. You're in all this emotional pain. But stop identifying with the pain and start identifying with, actually, this is just telling you, this pain is just telling you that you're not authentically being yourself. So you need to start looking at moving towards becoming yourself and healing the trauma. And if you don't know what it is that you need to do, the number one thing that you need to do in healing is actually start hearing and understanding where are you right now? How do you feel emotionally? What are the physical sensations that have been created? The longer you leave any of this, the worse it gets because you're literally pulling apart from who you truly are. The less, you can't live with this. It just becomes more and more apparent, more and more painful. So don't misunderstand the trauma or the reactive abuse or the way you're reacting to the abuse that you've suffered as your new identity. That's not who you are. The universe is pretty much trying to tell you, hey, (laughs) You're not being who you really are. You're supposed to have so much more potential. You can change this. That's all it is. It's a sign saying, stop doing this and start doing something different. Align with who you truly are rather than 
um, focusing on what you're not. So rumination and going over something over and over again until you've figured something out really isn't going to help you because all you're doing is investing your time into the problem and identifying with the problem more and more and more. All of your power in reality is right now. Now, this moment, not in the past, but right now. That's where the power is to change your future. That's why, you know, Eckhart Tolle wrote the book, you know, The Power of Now, because in the now is where you can align your vibration and frequency to who and what you want to become. The question is that you should be asking all the time is who am I becoming right now? What am I attracting into my future now? Are you accepting the situation as is? When you see things as they are, then you can accept and consciously choose something that feels better. All this pain is telling you is that what you're feeling right now doesn't feel good and you want to feel better. So that that's pretty much the way you want to look into it, is that your inner being, your inner knowing knows what you want. Yeah, you don't need to defend yourself or explain yourself to anyone or anybody. It's time to leave that all in the past and just heal, heal your trauma so that you no longer react in the way that the narcissist has set you up to react. They set you up. It's just a way of making you feel bad about yourself so they can constantly have control and power over you. If you want to heal yourself and really tune into who you are so that you can thrive yeah, and be less concerned about the injustice so you can move forward and let it go. Just let it go because you don't want to spend another moment where this person has taken over your life and you're just living in this trauma day in, day out. And you want to heal those emotions so that you can start to feel better, so that you can start to align yourself with your highest self, with your inner self that knows that you are worthy of so much more, that you have so much more potential, that actually believes in you, even though you might doubt yourself because of the trauma, even though you might have lost your confidence. There's something in you that really wants to go and fulfill your greatest potential. If that is you, then come and join me. I have other women that are healing. They're doing great work. I mean, I've had women that feel better even after a few days, they feel better. You can heal too. Just in a matter of four to six months, you can be living a completely different life. You could be at a different level in your life where you truly start to see how worthy you are you actually are and start living in that kind of vibration where you're attracting the things that you've always wanted into your life if that's you then please do look at the resource section and download and look into the masterclass so that you can understand what trauma does to your brain and start looking at how you can heal it as always the most important thing you can do is be loving, understanding and compassionate towards yourself because love has an amazing vibration. The more you can love yourself, the more you can vibe at a frequency of love. Sending you so much love. 
because love truly is the greatest healer.